the homeschool enthusiasts. This is the podcast inspiring a generation of parents and students to escape public school prisons, develop a passion for lifelong learning, and promote family as the center of an education. At the homeschool enthusiasts, we believe the best learning happens outside a classroom and that every student has unlimited God-given potential. And here's your host, entrepreneur and proud homeschool graduate, Noah Tetzner. Hey, welcome back to the Homeschool Enthusiast Podcast. Happy Friday, if you're listening to this, on the day it was released, because today is Free Coaching Friday. That's my favorite time of the week. It's when I'm here in studio with my mom, the one who homeschooled me, uh, and, you know, we answer your listener questions. Anything under the sun related to homeschooling, uh, kind of the unvarnished truth, ask us anything uh, about homeschooling, and we'll answer it here on the podcast. There's an email address in the description of this episode. You can click on it and email me a question. We'll answer it in a future Free Coaching Friday episode. Lots of great listener questions today. Mom, say hello to everyone. Hey. Hey, I got to say, this is my favorite day, too. I know it's a good day. It's a good day. And it's a good day to be a homeschooler because you're free. You're free to educate your children uh, the way that God designed it, in my opinion. Uh, So take um, take hope in that. But, you know, we're going to kick things off with a question, uh, which isn't really, you know, some of these aren't really questions. They're more statements. That's okay too, because we'll speak to them. And it's from a listener who says, I have no idea how to homeschool. (laughs) Let me say something. I hear this all the time. Of course, you've heard us mention that we also have a homeschool resource center, which is located in Wisconsin, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Actually, it's not Green Bay. It's Pierre. But guess what? It's okay. I have no idea to homeschool, how to homeschool. Now, I hear it more often now because of, I think, the way the world's been just a little bit out of out of the ordinary the last couple of years. And so I think there's a lot of scrambling, taking kids out and saying, well, we don't want them there, so we're going to bring them home. But wait, we don't know. We don't even know how to homeschool. Here's the thing, guys. I, I go back to when I was pregnant. And, you know, we read up on all the things, little pregnancy books and um, what to expect when you're expecting. And that's all fine and dandy when you're reading about it. But then you give birth and then you have this little newborn baby and you're safe. You're safe, right? You're there. Well, maybe some of you weren't at the hospital, but I was. And then they send you home. And then you look at your husband like, uh huh. Not even sure. What are we supposed to do? Like they just made it so easy that what to expect when you're expecting. That was so easy. I could read the page. It was just like the picture of the baby and the whole thing. Listen, my children survived and they're thriving and yours are too. You probably didn't know everything under the sun when you became a new parent. Remember, homeschooling is exactly parenting. Identical the same in one, not even identical, like literally that is what you're doing. You're, you're a parent. You're just parenting. I have no idea how to homeschool means. I don't know what resources to get, which direction do I go? Are there certain uh, criteria that we need to meet with the state? Those are legit questions, very legit. And there are answers to all of those questions. So the first thing I would say is what state are you living in? The first thing that you should do is look up to see what uh, the regulations are in your state. Right. And actually on our podcast, I have a podcast that I do with, um, the awesome, awesome Tina Hollenbeck, who I do my podcast with. We are actually doing a little series all about states. Yeah. So all the different things in the different states, we haven't hit all 50 
or nearly even there at all. But look, look to your state, see what's going on, see what you have to do there. I have no idea how to homeschool. What resources do I need? That's easy. Once you dig in, you can dig in and you can even ask us. We would love Absolutely. to shoot you in the right direction, right? Absolutely. Um, but I would also just end with this. You are a parent. And so you are already more equipped than you could have ever dreamed of. I would say begin with that thought. I'm the mom. I'm the dad. Well, it's just learning. So when you look at your child, what is your child lacking? The first thing I would say is obedience should be the foundation, right? And then do life together, live together. You'll see what they need to know. Uh, this is such a loaded question because there's so many different angles. It's okay not to know every single thing, but we can definitely help you. And um, rest assured that you being the parents are enough. I couldn't agree more. Next question. How can I homeschool my kids? They're in all different grades. Well, a lot of you are probably familiar with the old TV show, Little House on the Prairie. My fave. <laughs> and a central theme in that show is the one room schoolhouse where yeah. the Ingalls girls, the main characters, Mary and Laura, were educated. So, you know, close your eyes and envision that one room schoolhouse, that old country schoolhouse. We have a few of them left here in Wisconsin that you can go tour, interestingly enough. Um, I bring up the one room schoolhouse because in the one room schoolhouse during the 1800s here in the United States, uh, the high schoolers, right along with the first graders, second graders and so on, were all educated by the same teacher in the same classroom. OK, how is that possible? Well, um, you know, my sister and I are, you know, all, nearly two years apart and uh, we were educated in the same setting by my mom. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and first of all, I would say that, you know. Age is just a number. Grades are for me, not for children. So just because you have multiple <laughs> children who are of different ages, um, you know, don't think that you can't do some subjects together. I mean, certainly, right. you know, if you have a high schooler who's working on algebra, um, you know, it's probably not best to try to loop yeah. your preschooler into that. Um, but you know, do some things together. Do your read alouds together. Do your history yes. together. Do your geography together. You could even do basic science together. I yeah. mean, there's so much you could do. Just like cleaning, right? If you think about, remember, if we're not like separating school and home, if you think about just uh, you have a house full of kiddos and you're, you know, they have certain chores they have to do. And you might, you know, dishes. Well, how, how the five-year-old does dishes and how the 10-year-old's does the dishes totally different yet we're all still doing dishes and that's that same concept those things like noah mentioned history read alouds all of those things can be incorporated together you know your children best and so in fact i would say what's really great about um learning together as a family is the olders teaching the youngers how cool is that and then even the youngers are good uh practice for the olders, yeah. right? To be able to really be responsible and um, help mom with the organizational things of all, you know, there's so many different things, but yeah. And you know, the forever. best, the best way to teach something is, or sorry, the best way to learn something is by teaching it. That's when, right. Wouldn't you agree, mom? Wholeheartedly. That's when you'd actually know that somebody knows something is if you can teach it back, if you can tell it back, guess what? Then you know, they know it. And so when you have your olders working with your youngers, how cool. Let's say you do a read aloud 
a history read aloud. And um, the you're going to see right now, if you have a discussion after that, you're going to see exactly how much information was retained by the older just talking with the younger, just discussing, you know, helping the younger. So it's a privilege. It is so good. Well, this next question is a good one. How do I keep track of what they learn? That is a, that's my favorite one. Um, well, there, you, you all know that I'm a huge Charlotte Mason fan. I just am. And here's the thing. I know that we come from this mindset, this indoctrination that we have to test, test, test. And that is the only way. Here's what I say about that. How do I keep track of what they learn? Well, you don't, let's say, need really, you know, um, for like, let's say college, if they want to go to college, that Definitely needs to happen through, you know, the information that they're learning, all of those things, subjects and whatnot, ninth through 12th. But it's cool just to get yourself a notebook. We did scrapbooks. Mm. I just thought it was cool. And when I say scrapbook, I'm talking bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Really, what I'm saying is is I had a three ring binder, cut out some cute little construction pieces, got some um, page protectors, and we would go to the farm. We would go to like, we went to that schoolhouse thing that you mentioned earlier. And I would just keep pictures of the kids in there or take a picture of them reading, you know, their book just because I thought it was cute. And so that was a great way just through that scrapbook. And that was just a great record of what we did. And they loved looking at it. So you could do it. It doesn't need to be complicated. You could also just take a plain spiral bound notebook and keep track of just some of those things that stood out. I mean, if you're talking, um, you know, let's say, uh, 12, 12 years of school, right. Or whatever that is, that's a lot of keeping track. And so you don't, when they're younger, you, you're doing it just so that they have memories so that you have memories. You can kind of pull those things out, but just, um, not until high school, does it really need to be recorded? If, and I say, and Tina would recommend this too, um, keeping track, especially when they're in high school, Kids are, they don't know what they want to be. They don't know what they want to do. So they might say they don't want to go to college and then, oh, guess what? They actually do want to go to college. So it's good to have those records. So that can be as simple as having a spiral bound notebook in high school and just writing down some of those, you know, just what did you guys do? What, what were the things? Did they intern somewhere? We'll write that down. What year was that? What did you use for math? You know, write those important things down. So in case you need to do the transcript guess what? You're going to have that information. You don't need to jog your memory. Otherwise keeping track, just keep track because it's great for the memories. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we have another question from a listener here who asks, do I need to give my children tests to know if they learned anything? No, the answer is no. And I'll tell you why. How do we know that we know something? Well, I'm going to go to the trivium. We're going to go classical for a quick minute. Trivium means um, is a Latin term, which is uh, tri, weum, three roads. Okay, three different ways to learn, three different paths. And so we have the grammar stage, the dialectic stage, which is the logic stage, and the rhetoric stage. The rhetoric stage is when you can tell something back. That's really what it is. It's a telling back of something. Let's say Noah says, Mom, Have you ever been to Starbucks? And I'm like, nope, I don't even know what that is. Okay, no clue. And so we go into Starbucks and he goes to the bathroom and I go up there and I was like, yeah, can I get a medium coffee? And they're like a medium coffee. Oh, do you mean a grande 
Caramel macchiato. Right. I have no idea about those terms, right? Never heard them in all my life. So I kind of get to know it. I kind of get to know it. No, and I keep going back to Starbucks. I still have no clue how to order anything, but I'm getting familiar with uh, grande is a medium. A vente is a large and a tall is a small. I'm getting used to the terminology, right? We keep on going. You're learning the grammar. I'm learning the grammar of the subject. I'm in the grammar stage. The next thing that happens is I've been going to Starbucks with Noah for so long now that I can actually go in there and order my own drink. So I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. So I got a, I got a grande caramel macchiato. That means I could get a grande this and it would be a medium something else. Do you see? And then we've been going forever and ever. And it's been like 20 years. We've been going to Starbucks and I love it so much. I not only know the terminology, the grammar of the subject called Starbucks. I can actually whip you up a Starbucks and teach you how to make them, teach you how to make them. So do we need to grade our children? Do we need to test them? Will we know? Will we know if they know something? Yes. Through a thing called narration. Uh, We do it all the time. We, you probably did it today and you didn't even know it. You don't even realize it. You were sitting at the dinner table and um, you said, Hey honey, I'm reading the best book right now. And it's all about the, um, it's all about an armadillo. Did you know that an armadillo lives in Florida and blah, 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 right? You're, you're narrating back something that you learned from this book. That's exactly what human nature does. We know that somebody knows something when they can tell it back with passion and interest and detail. And so if you want to know if your kids know something, don't make them take a dry, boring test. Talk about it. Sit at the dinner table. Absolutely. You know, we have another question here that says, I work. How can I homeschool my kids? You know, we covered this on a free coaching Friday, um, either last week or the week before. I don't remember, but that's okay because uh, it'll continue to come up. It's a huge question. You know, I work. How can I homeschool my kids? Uh, You have to get creative. First of all, you have to ask yourself, how badly do I want this? How badly do I want to take ownership of my child's education? How badly do I want my children to escape the horrors of public education Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, not be reared primarily by a stranger, somebody else in an institution, be that public or private, you know, do I believe that I am my child's best teacher and I want beyond anything else to contribute the most to their education? How badly do you want it? And are you willing to get creative? Um, I know that there are some people out there, um, moms who worked full time or part time during the day, um, you know, they had a creative solution, whereas their their children would engage with other family members or, or co-ops during the day. And then the mom would uh, do some of the studies with the kids at night. That's they made it work for their family. Yeah. You know, yeah. there are other ways to do it, too. Um, you know, dad could step in potentially another family member, grandma, grandpa. You can you can share some of the responsibility of educating your children. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, obviously this is kind of a financially charged question because we all have to work to to make money and pay our bills. You know, really look at your financial situation and say, you know, what can we do? What do we have that, you know, we could shift here, whether that means cutting some expenses so you can stop working. Um, you really have to look at everything from every angle and get creative with this. And we have just the guy you can talk to. 
Absolutely. <laughs> My own father. Yes, uh, it's his passion. It is he his loves. passion. He's kind of our, our finance guru. Yeah. Uh, and I'd be delighted to put you in touch with him uh, or myself if you email us, uh, you know, simply through the email address in the description of this episode. Yeah. I would say to that, um, just to add is, um, again, we're not bringing our children home to model the school day, right? Uh, you have to stop thinking it's going to be all day long you sitting there with your children. It's not true. It's just learning through life. So even if you did have to keep a job, even, you know, cause we meet a lot of moms and dads who actually do work. And, but like Noah said, uh, it, it looks different. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's maybe it's at night, right? They work second shift or whatever that is, or, right. you know, first shift or however that goes third shift, who knows, but, um, it's how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Uh, it seems like we can sacrifice other things in our life when we want something bad. Mm. When people want to be fit, it seems like they sacrifice the joy of eating donuts. And that's just what you got to do. Right. right. And so uh, it's it's all about it is a sacrifice. It definitely is. But what is it worth it? We would say 100 percent. Yes, it's worth it. It is worth it. You chose to be a parent and you didn't. I don't think anyway that you had this idea that you were going to ship your kids off to somebody else for uh, eight hours a day, 12 years of their life and never be with them. I don't think that was the image you had in your mind when you thought, oh, let's get pregnant. Let's be moms and dads so that somebody else can raise them. No. Right. So we we sacrifice. It's what we do, just like everything else. How bad do you want it? Exactly. And, uh, you know, we would be more than happy to look at your situation and and coach you through that with our, our expertise. Last question today. You know, we like to keep these free coaching Fridays a little shorter, you know, shorter than the traditional interview because it's Friday. And uh, after all, you should be out playing with your kids, having fun, take them to the park, take them to the museum, you know, go swimming during the summer. Enjoy the real world. Uh, You enjoy such freedom as homeschoolers. And uh, can I chime in really quick? I just had a thought. Mm. These, these questions that you guys write in, you listen, these are perfect um, little short episodes that you could play for your family. Cause I know all of us have naysayers kind of yes. in our life, right? They just don't understand homeschooling. So they're just a little bit apprehensive. So they ask you the questions and then like you had all this confidence when you were there in your home uh-huh. and for whatever reason you can't answer, you can now you can just recommend they listen to this. And a lot of those same questions that, uh, we talk about, they are thinking. Yeah. So, yeah. I recommend that. Great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, this last question is, <laughs> is an interesting one. How do I grade my children? You know, and, and I get it. A lot of people, they think about grading, you know, the whole, the world runs on grades. Everything's a grade. College is a grade, <laughs> you know, even preschool, the kids, well, they get a gold oh, star gosh, if they do well. Terrible. Here's the thing. I can't tell you how much I hate grades and I will use the H word. I hate yeah, grades. Me too. They're for meat, not for children. That's right. Okay. Okay, the thing with grades is this. They're artificial and they don't mean anything. Okay, it's one man's opinion of another man's work. They're subjective and they don't really mean anything at all. I could spend three nights writing a really interesting paper only to get an A on it, only to have somebody write with a pen the letter A. Or I could spend those same three days starting a business, working on something, making real money, gaining experience, teaching myself something that I'm interested in, following my passions. But that's a, 
that's kind of a, um, just a ramble getting into something else charged by my hatred for grades, but you know what? Grades are for me, <laughs> not for children. So, um, if you can get away with not using them in your homeschool, I'd highly encourage that instead of grades, think about it as if it was either a pass or a fail. Did your child complete this subject or did they not complete it? I have something to say. As Noah was talking, I was looking something up and you, you have probably heard of John Taylor Gatto. If you haven't, I encourage you to, he is no longer with us anymore, but he has just left such a legacy of truth that I can't even tell you. John Taylor Gatto, you need to look up his books, um, but here I have a quote from him and I want you to hear this. The old system where every child was locked away and set into nonstop daily cutthroat competition with every other child for silly prizes called grades is broken beyond repair. If it could have been fixed, it would have been fixed by now. Good riddance. And the truth is this, like Noah said, you're not your grade. Listen, why are people graded? If we look at reality, I'm 50 years old. When I go into the grocery store, nobody ever says now, oh, so I have a quick question for you, ma'am. What grade did you get in math? Right. Because I see that you're counting on your fingers with your money right now. So I'm just wondering, did you get enough? Yeah, did right. you get enough? Adults don't do it. We don't, we don't grade others. There's no such thing as grade. Grades are useless. It, like Noah said, it's somebody's idea. Who gets to dictate my worth? Zero. Nobody. Nobody dictates it. And so we grades are for me. They're not for children. Don't grade your kids. Don't call them that. You know what? It does more damage. Yes. And not only that, but families are actually being separated because... Of grades. Yeah. You know why? Because uh, the schools are pushing this agenda that they have to get these certain grades or numbers or meet some quota. So the parents are, you know, slave driving the kids to meet that quota and that little window of time where they could be enjoying supper together, where they could be, you know, out picnicking on the lawn. They're now, you know, I the teacher called today and you got an F or you got an A and get <laughs> right. in your room. You know what? We're not going to have a picnic. You got stuff exactly. to do. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I'll just jump in here as we kind of wrap up today's episode in the real world. Like, let's just talk about work for a second. If you work for somebody in some capacity, they're paying you to do a task. You either do the task or you don't. If you do the task, you get rewarded, you get paid. If you don't, you don't get rewarded. You don't get paid. If you assign your child a project or you want them to complete something or demonstrate their knowledge, they either know it or they don't. You don't That's need right. to do this, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F thing. Good point. They either do it or they don't. Yep. Either you know or you don't. And let me, let me tell you, there, there are some of you out there. <laughs> or he did, guys. There, there are some of you out there. I should, well, this is a homeschool podcast, so probably not. But I have met a lot of people. I regularly meet them. These parents who will try to incentivize their child to get a good grade in a school. You know, I'll buy you an Xbox 360. If you get an A this semester uh, and if you don't, you don't get that. I can't tell you how disgusting that is. You know, you really have to. Again, grades are simply subjective. It's not how the real world works. Uh, and I think they're really harmful to a child's development. Um, you know, a, a child's worth should should lie in, first of all, who they are in Christ, in my mind, but also in their knowledge of a subject. Do they know it or not? But uh, that's that's a great, I think, way to wrap up today's free coaching Friday. This has been a lot of fun, and we love it when you guys send in questions via the email in the description of this episode. Well, Mom, any parting thoughts today? Hmm. Listen, listen to this. 
You are enough. You guys have all these questions. We love answering them. We also want you to know that you can reach out. You can, hey, send some more. Keep sending the questions because the reality is this. I want you to believe this. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. Go have a good time with your kids. It's Friday. Absolutely. It's Friday and you enjoy a lot of freedoms as a homeschooler. So uh, definitely leverage those. We'll catch you right here again on the Homeschool Enthusiast podcast for another episode. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Enthusiast. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts. Twice a week, we bring you a message of hope and freedom, remembering that every student has unlimited God-given potential and the best learning happens outside a classroom. 